You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Thursday. We're going to talk about who's on this podcast for the weekly podcast coming up in a couple hours. We're going to talk about the challenge from last night. Sheena Shea has some thoughts on Rachel Levis's podcast coming out next year, beginning of next year. Of course, I screwed up names yet again in yesterday's podcast. We have an update on Nick Cannon. I've got the rundown of all his children and how many women it's with. I was close. Let's put it that way. And then Kevin Hart is suing a YouTuber. This story's getting a little wild. We'll get to all that momentarily. Coming up in a couple hours on the weekly podcast, it is podcast number... Oh, jeez. I always do this. Why don't I have it... (laughs) Why don't I have it ready to go? I believe it's 371, but let me double check. It is. Podcast number 371, and you know who it is. If Survivor ended last week, you know who I'm bringing on the week after, and that is resident Survivor expert. You know him from Survivor Token Chains and Survivor Second Chances. He's from the Know-It-Alls podcast through the Rob Has a Podcast Network. It is Stephen Fishback. We break down this season. I purposely don't listen to Steven, especially after the finale airs, because when I talk to him about his thoughts on the season, certain players, stuff like that, I want to hear it genuinely for the first time. I already know that he's already talked about this. If you follow the Know-It-Alls podcast, you know exactly pretty much what Steven's going to say today. Although we do go over some stuff that I love going over. You know I love breaking down the final voting numbers. And it is pretty amazing that in the last one, two, three, in the last 25 seasons, you will never believe how many votes were separated. Final votes were separated by two votes or one vote in the last 25 seasons compared to the first 20. We get into that. We get into... Survivor Fact Checker on Instagram, which basically breaks down, kind of does exactly what Bachelor Data does with Bachelor people. Screen time, which is confessionals for Survivor people. Who gets the most confessionals? Was D our winner under-edited this season? You can make an argument she was. And all you got to do is look at how many confessionals she had for the first 10 episodes of the season. She raked in a lot in the last three episodes, but for 10 episodes, not really. So we got that and so much more to talk about. We, we have found, I believe, a not a looks doppelganger for Stephen Fishbach, but I think if you watched season 45 of Survivor this year, you know that we have a game-playing doppelganger of Stephen Fishback. We talk about that. I get his thoughts on what he thinks of his new... I don't know, Steven 2.0, whatever you want to call him. But yeah, we we talk about that. Uh, Good, good interview coming up today. It'll be up in a couple hours, podcast number 371. Last night, episode of The Challenge aired, and it was a woman's duel in the arena. Laurel Stuckey is the champion uh, that came into the show at the end and she ended up facing Raven. And look at that. Raven pulls off the victory. Didn't see that one coming. Laurel finished the pu- uh, finished the puzzle first, but was wrong. Went back, thought she finished it again, 
was still wrong, and Raven got it right. So Raven keeps it or gets the victory. They don't lose $10,000 out of their pot, and Laurel goes home empty-handed. However, if you know any spoilers, you know that Laurel will be on the next season of All-Stars, which is like... I've never watched any of those seasons. Those are the ones that are on streaming only, and it's basically veterans who I, I like. I'm really curious. So, does anybody know why they started that show? It, wasn't it something where somebody said, "Like, look, we've got all your regulars that are on the MTV show. Why don't you bring back some of our old schoolers?" It, was that the reason that they just decided, you know what, let's do our regular show on MTV, and then we'll have a show with all old schoolers. And put them on, and it's called, I think it's All-Stars, right? That's what they call it. Well, Laurel's going to be on that season, which I believe is season four, if I'm not mistaken. I've watched none of them. I only watch what's on MTV, and then I watch the two seasons of The Challenge that were on CBS. So, I, oh, I did watch the one, um, the World Championships, which was I believe was only on Paramount+. Plus. I did watch that one, but I haven't watched... Any of the all-star seasons where they bring back, it's just all old school cast. I just, it just became too much for me, show-wise. I just couldn't add another show to my list. So, but Laurel will be on that one. So look out for that. If you're a big fan of Laurel, probably want to tune into that season. Sheena Shea had some interesting words of, and I think I think there are people that will probably agree with what she said. And there are people who are just like, well, this might be a little bit harsh just because she doesn't like Raquel, Rachel, whatever you want to call her. But Sheena threw a little bit of shade at Rachel for her first podcast episode. Her first podcast episode hasn't come out yet. It's coming out in, um, I believe, January 8th is the first one that's going to come out. Anyway, it's called... Rachel goes rogue. Sheena on her podcast on Friday, Sheenanigans. Did I did I pronounce it wrong again? Did I call her Sheena and it's Shayna? Damn it, Steve. What is it? Is it Shayna or Sheena? It's Sheena. Okay. Sheena Shea. I probably, I, and I guarantee you, once Vanderpump Rules starts next month and I start talking about it more, I will be calling her Shayna on occasion just because that's what I do. Like, that's kind of, that's my thing. If you, if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know, that's kind of my thing. I just screw up names, even though, you know, I know what the right name is. Yesterday I called Gary, the golden bachelor, Jerry twice. Like, look, I'm very well aware. I think I did a podcast where I said, and I called out people for calling him Jerry. They didn't even know his name is Gary, but I understood it because when you see, um, G-E-R-R-Y. I don't know. Some people pronounce it Jerry. Some people pronounce it Gary. He pronounces it Gary, but I can see why people say Jerry. And yesterday in, in the podcast, I said Jerry twice. Just like I said Shayna twice. Just now. So it's Sheena Shea. Anyway, on her podcast, Sheenanigans, I guess that's how she pronounces her podcast, she questioned the longevity of Rachel's podcast, which is coming out the beginning of next year. And she brings up a good point because she says, what is she going to talk about outside of that six and a half minutes? What is episode 10 of Rachel Goes Rogue going to be about? And she also claimed that Rachel was reading someone else's words in her Instagram teaser for the episode. 
She said, I would love to see a video portion of the podcast instead of it not being only audio because that's how you know it's fully scripted. I would like to see more. I mean, I'm not going to watch or listen at all, but if she's going to do this, then don't just be reading a script behind a mic. Show your face. And Rachel, on her teaser for her upcoming podcast, Rachel Goes Rogue, said, the day has finally come where I get my chance to tell my own story in my own words, the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. I know what I did was morally wrong, and I get it. I get the anger. So to me, you know, podcasting obviously is the thing to do. Everybody's got a podcast now. And yeah, it would make sense for someone like this to come out with a podcast. But kind of in the same vein as a Chris Harrison, who we didn't hear from for a long time, and then he releases that first episode and basically says nothing, I kind of feel the same way. I'm kind of in Sheena's boat here. Like, I'm sure Rachel will talk about it in that first episode and you know, lay it all out there. And I hope she takes ownership for what she did. But what is episode 1520 of Rachel Goes Rogue going to be? You know, once we get past the what's your side, what can you say now that you couldn't say on the show during the reunion show? Once we get past all that, what is this podcast going to be about? What's going to get me to tune in? Hey, maybe Rachel Levis is going to come on there and just going to be the best podcast host ever. And this thing's going to go on for five years. Frankly, I don't think there's any chance in the world that happens. My guess is she does a few episodes. I don't even know if it's going to be weekly, if she's going to keep it on the same day every week. But I've seen this time and time and time again. People start up podcasts a lot in Bachelor Nation, and they don't realize how hard it is to actually produce a good podcast. Anybody can do a podcast. Anybody can go on YouTube and teach themselves how to start up a podcast, but not everybody can do a good podcast. And we'll see with Rachel Levis. The book is still out. We have to hear a few episodes, but I don't know who's going to like, it seems like everybody on the cast hates her. So who's going to come on? Who are going to be her guests? I, I have no idea. That's why the book is out. Let's see how long she does this. But I, I don't think this is going to be, it doesn't strike me as something that this is a long-term career for Rachel. But hey, maybe she's going to prove me wrong. I just know, I've seen this time and time again within Bachelor Nation, where these people come out with podcasts and they can't even last more than 10 or 15 episodes. And not only that, they don't even give a reason as to why the podcast ended. It's just... I just think that it's not as easy as people make it out to be. Anybody can crack open a mic and record something and post it to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. But like I said, not everybody can do something that people want to listen to. And Rachel, clearly everyone's going to be tuning into that first episode and maybe even the second episode. Maybe it's going to she's going to release a two-parter like Chris Harrison did. I don't know. But what is Rachel Goes Rogue going to be in episode 20, 25, 30, 50? What do we set the over-under at for how many episodes you think she's going to do? I don't even know. 50? That seems like a lot. We'll see. Some days I need to feel right. And some days I just don't. You wake up and you just have that feeling of ick. And the day just gets off on a bad foot. You're already stressing from the second you wake up, and you don't need that. You've heard of microdosing. You've heard me talk about microdosing. If you haven't, just know all sorts of people are microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. 
Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. For me, I can take it first thing in the morning. Sometimes I take it right before bed at night if I've had a stressful day. But it all depends. Like I wake up, if I'm not feeling right, I'll take it right away. But at night, if everything has winded down, there are no stresses, I feel like, okay, recorded my podcast, they're in there, ready to go, I'm good, I don't need to take it at night. Sometimes I take it, like I said, first thing in the morning, but you don't even need a full gummy. Just a half a gummy can do you good. You can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com, promo code realitysteve. It is available nationwide. That's microdose.com, promo code realitysteve, 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com, promo code realitysteve. That gets you 30% off your first order plus free shipping. Yesterday, I was talking to you about Nick Cannon, and I was talking to you about the kids and his deal with the kids because I was talking about Mariah Carey is now separated uh, from her boyfriend of seven years who I didn't even know about. And we got into talking about Nick Cannon and talking about all these kids that he has. He has, he has had 12 kids. And I said off the top of my head, I don't know for sure, but I think it's with five women minimum, right? I said, it could be six or seven. Well, the answer is he's got, he's had 12 children with six women. And it was a story yesterday because the, the most recent one, I think this is the most recent one, with Brie Taisi. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I believe she's on one of the housewife shows now, isn't she? I, I, I keep seeing her name connected to a housewife show, probably. Brie Taisi, however you pronounce it. They have a 17-month-old son called Legendary Love. That's his name. Legendary Love. That's not the name of Nick Cannon's latest single. No, that's the name of his 17-month-old son with Brie. So let's run down the 12 kids that he has. In addition to Legendary Love, and you, you, you'll you see that the names Legendary, when, when you see hear the name Legendary Love, you're like, what's that? If you don't know what the names of his other kids are, just wait. So his twins with ex-wife Mariah Carey, are Moroccan and Monroe. They're 12 years old. He has sons with Brittany Bell, Golden Sagan, six, Rise Messiah Cannon is 15 months, and daughter Powerful Queen is two. Those are his kids with Brittany Bell. He's got twins... Zion Mixolydian and Zillion Hair, H-E-I-R, that are two, and daughter Beautiful Zeppelin, who's 13 months, with Abby De La Rosa. He's got daughter, daughter Onyx Ice Cole, who's 15 months, with Lanisha Cole, and daughter Halo Marie Cannon, Probably the most normal name of all of them. Halo Marie, 13 months with Alyssa Scott. So yeah, when you've got a 13-month-old with Alyssa Scott and a 13-month-old beautiful Zeppelin with Abby De La Rosa, <laughs> um, do the math. 
Not to mention, he's got a 15-month-old with Brittany Bell. So did he have three women pregnant at the same time? It certainly seems like it. You had three babies delivered by three different women within a span of two months of each other. So, oh, forgot another one. Onyx Ice Cole with Lanisha Cole was also born 15 months ago. So wait a second. <laughs> this guy had Rise Messiah Cannon with Brittany Bell 15 months ago. He had Onyx o- Ice Cole with Lanisha Cole 15 months ago. He had Beautiful Zeppelin with Abby De La Rosa 13 months ago. And he had Halo Marie Cannon 13 months ago with Alyssa Scott. Ay ay ay. Okay. <laughs> I mean and if I pro if I dug any more, let's see, he's got Zion and Zillion are, are two. Isn't someone else two? Uh, the one with Bree is seventeen months. Legendary is only seventeen months, yeah. <sighs> okay, Nick. <laughs> um I I'd say keep it in your pants or put on a rubber or whatever, but like, like this guy's going to listen, you know? I mean, I I had no idea. I knew that there were at least two that were like, Oh, he was running around and has two babies coming right around the same time. I did not realize four of his children were delivered by four different women within a span of two months. My God. Anyway, what was the story about? Oh yeah. Bree for Christmas, bought a custom board game called Cannonopoly, which was a parody of Monopoly. And it featured a detailed painting of Cannon alongside his extensive brood. The squares of the board were changed to reflect Cannon's personal life. And like titles like San Diego and the names of the mothers of his children. And Bree just thought that was hilarious. And it, she said it was the best gift she'd ever given. I guess, Bree. Uh, if you think this is funny, I, I what am I? Who am I to tell you what's not, what's funny and what isn't? Congratulations, you have a child with a guy who's fathered eleven others with five other women. Uh, I, I guess be proud. I don't. I don't know. I give up. And finally, this Kevin Hart story. Dave Neal told me about this last night. I had no idea about this. So Kevin Hart's taking legal action over cheating allegations made by a former assistant in an interview with YouTuber Tasha K. I don't, I'd never heard of Tasha K before. Her name is Latasha Kibi. And she did a pod, she did an interview with his former personal assistant from 2017 to 2020, Maisha Shakes. And in that video, in a teaser, Unwind with Tasha K, the interview includes allegations from Maisha Shakes, his former assistant, that he had an affair at his office she also claimed she told White Hart's wife and Eco he was cheating on her and that he had a gambling problem. And the preview for the interview was the interview that Kevin Hart wish never came out. He, he has now, um, he's claiming that Kibi demanded money from him, threatening to release the bombshell interview if he didn't pay. Um, someone in the document alleges someone affiliated with her contacted a rep of Hart's informing them the interview would be damaging to his reputation, but... Kibi would publish the interview unless Hart paid a ransom of $250,000. Contacted the police. He ordered a cease and desist. 
you know, actually a real cease and desist, you know, went through proper authorities to release a cease and desist. Imagine that. And that she publicly not published the interview. Uh, it cited there is an NDA between Maisha Shakes and Hart, his former assistant, and that post in the interview would constitute intentional interference with contractual relations, which is kind of essentially what I was sued for by ABC. It was basically tortious interference. Somebody is getting someone to break their NDA. Um, he also said the interview included false and defamatory statements regarding Hart and certain legal disputes in which he had been involved. Yada, yada, yada. He is suing defendants for civil extortion and invasion of privacy. Um, his lawsuit says that Kibi has an established history of posting defamatory and otherwise improper content regarding celebrities. So I don't follow this woman. I have no idea who she is. Um, looks like she has an issue with Jada and Will in the past. I don't know who she is. So, um, but we do know that... Um, he was caught in 2017 cheating on an eco while she was eight months pregnant with their first child. Um, I believe that was in Miami, if I'm not mistaken. So he actually did cheat on her in the past. And he did a whole documentary in his Netflix series where he opened up about rebuilding his marriage with her after the cheating scandal uh, because he had hit pretty much the low point in his life. But, you know, look... <laughs> We're dealing with Hollywood people here that have billions, you know, not everyone has billions, but millions and millions of dollars. If, if you don't think most people in Hollywood are cheating on their spouses, I don't know what to tell you because it happens all the time. It's just that they're so public and they have so much money, they just pay people to be quiet. And when someone like Maisha Shakes wants to go on a podcast, even though she signed an NDA, probably not smart. I'm not saying Maisha's right, and I'm not saying Kevin's right. I have no idea. I don't know enough about this story to know. And, you know, again, if you're going to go on the air on somebody's podcast and accuse someone of cheating, you got to provide receipts. And I don't know if Maisha has receipts. But it's not far-fetched to think that Kevin Hart may have cheated on his wife. You know why? Because he's already done it once in 2017. So it doesn't mean because he did a Netflix special and because he admitted he had a low point in his life and he's rebuilding his marriage, doesn't mean it couldn't happen again. These people lead different lives than any of us could even possibly imagine. When you're one of the most famous comedians in the world and you do worldwide tours and your wife isn't around you most of the time, to say that every single one of them is the most loyal person in the world would just be naive. It happens. And sometimes the wives are fine with it. Sometimes the wives know this is the lifestyle I'm signing up for, especially with athletes. I've seen it with my own two wives. I've spoken to them in the past. It's just the way it is. You have actually just decided this is what I want. I, I care more about the lifestyle that I'm going to get being married to a professional athlete who makes millions of dollars. Their whole thing is just don't embarrass me. Essentially, don't get caught. I understand you've got your needs and you're on the road half the year and all this stuff just don't get caught and embarrass me. Like that's kind of the contract that's worked out, not between everybody, but a lot of them. And it's just, you know, you might sit there and be like, oh my gosh, I can't, I don't believe that. Or I can't, you have to believe it. Number one. And number two, you can't immediately shut your eyes to something like that and be so closed off to think that that doesn't happen because it's not that far-fetched. You know, these people, they don't lead the lives that you and I lead. They lead a completely 
different life where they have no stresses in life in terms of financial stresses. You know, they can just, whatever they do, if they have a one night stand and they accidentally knock somebody up, they just pay it off. They just tell, they just give this person money to, um, never say a word about it, you know? And you know why? Because they can, and that's the way it works. And, um, some will get pushback and some will be like, no, I'm having this baby and I'm going to get basically, I mean, look, there's, there's professionals out there. There's been stories and not necessarily documentaries, but, um, shows that I've seen that have covered this reports I've seen that have covered this where it's like, yeah, there are women out there that are strictly looking to get pregnant by celebrities so they can live off of child support money for 18 years. And, you know, when you get with an athlete who's making, you know, who just signed a $300 million contract or whatever the case may be, and you get a percentage of that every month, yes. Does the child you bear from them need a $10,000 a month allowance to live? Absolutely not. But you're doing it and you'll take it. And 10000 is way cheap, you know, uh, for, you know, guys that are making $40, $50 million a year, whatever sport it may be. If one woman decides I'm going to have the baby and you have to pay child support for 18 years, they're asking more than 10,000 a month. But honestly, do they need 10,000 a month? No, they're just using it to live for themselves. So they'll take 25,000 a month. They'll take care of the child, put whatever they need towards the child for that. The rest is on themselves. And that's why they've talked about there are women out there strictly looking to do this. And um, it's almost like a business. They've interviewed some of them. Now they cover their face and they disguise their voice, but it's, it's a thing. So I hope it's not true. Obviously you don't want to hear a story if Kevin Hart uh, cheated on an eco again, but we don't know. We have no idea if this is true. Um, but if it is, you know, none of us can be shocked considering he has already been busted once by this. So I'm sure we're going to hear more of this story in the future. Um, if this podcast ever gets released, this interview, uh, with his former assistant, Looks like it's going to get shut down and not released, but we have no idea what this woman is capable of or why she's doing this. Um, so uh, keep it right here. I'll let you know if we hear anything else. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now, and then we're going to have podcast number 371 with Stephen Fishback coming out in a couple hours. So thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. See you.